Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. This is Serena Catania. I'm here with Michael Kamas. Hello, Serena. Happy NAB. <laughs> Thank you. Michael, you have a, a new position. You're Director of Business Development at Bebop. Indeed I am. Which is... Can we call it a startup? It is completely a startup. After 10 years of being at uh, Keycode Media, which is you know just a leader in the integration and resale industry, I decided to, uh, I, I wanted to be at a startup before I died. In fact, if I died, I wanted it to be at a startup. I wanted to do something that, that was changing the industry, that uh, uh, was just fundamentally different. And I searched for a better part of a year, and I found Bebop. And I went to Bebop and said, I love what you're doing. I want to work for you. And here I am. Well, tell us what Bebop does. I think I'm personally very excited about it because I think you're solving a problem that I, as a filmmaker, have had for years. So tell us, people who don't know, what does Bebop do? Sure. If we look at how we've been creating media for the past a hundred years, right? We've always been tethered to the technology that's on your desk, right? Whether you were splicing film together or using a chem or a flatbed or, or computers or now storage and rendering, it's all been based on the technology that is within arm's reach. And that's very limiting. If your machine's rendering, you go get coffee. If your storage goes down, you can't work. So Bebop had this great idea about uh, Google and Amazon and Microsoft have data centers all around the world. What if we use those machines to edit and render and store and then just broadcast that window, that edit window, to your local system? Right, uh, it, and it's—I mean—we're already doing things like that with Netflix, right? We're already streaming media. So Bebop had the idea of let's put creative content, the creation, in the cloud, and just stream the window or the GUI to your desktop. Okay, I love the idea, and it's scary as heck to me. <laughs> okay, because I've always said the pipeline is our biggest problem. How is Bebop solving that? That you bring up a great point, and you know we, we cannot change the laws of physics, right? Uh, the the internet speed in the United States is not great. Um, you know uh, the speed of the internet is only twice the speed of light, right? So if you were to shine a laser from LA to New York and New York to LA, uh, if you did that twice, that's the speed of our of our internet here in the U.S. So there, it's not that fast. However, when we start looking at uh, machines and data centers, they are rendering faster. They have better GPU better CPUs, and when you need to uh, deliver from the web, you're delivering from a data center, which already has hellacious throughput. So while we can't change the pipeline in terms of what your up and down speeds are, we can certainly save you time on other areas. Also, when we look at uh, folks who maybe, uh, who maybe need drives, maybe you're FedExing a drive, right? So now we're waiting days. Yeah. Now Absolutely. we can start uploading that instantly. So there are some give and take, and the cloud isn't for everyone, but for a vast majority of post-production, it's there today. Yeah, so um, I wanted to ask you which solutions in the cloud you're compatible with. Great question. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, uh, I get asked quite a bit is, is the media streaming to my system and then I run Avid or Adobe locally and I'm just streaming that media? No, no, no. Your computer becomes a window to a machine elsewhere. I, I know it's, it's bad form to mention other competitors, right? But there, there are some other technology out there called TeamViewer or Remote Desktop or uh, uh, um, uh, both by Apple and Microsoft. And those are 
poor man solutions, right? They're not optimized for video, but it's the same concept. You're looking into another machine. Um, since we're giving you access to that machine in the cloud, it's, it's a Windows OS, it's a Windows Server OS, so anything that runs on server, we can run. Uh, we've been running Adobe for a couple years, which has been fantastic, we love Adobe. Um, Autodesk, Blackmagic, and then I think is what you're probably getting to is Avid just announced during ACA, Absolutely. Sorry to steal your thunder. No, please. I want to know everything that, about it. <laughs> <laughs> that Bebop is the exclusive provider in North, North Central and South America to run Avid Media Composer in the cloud. Awesome. So clients can come to us and say, I want to edit remotely using Media Composer, using your systems, how do I do that? And what Bebop does is say, we'll sell you the Avid license, we'll spin it up on Microsoft uh, Azure, and you, can, uh, and, uh, and you can start cutting. And now you, you are no longer tethered to A, the machines that are local, or having to invest in a expensive Media Central, uh, formerly Interplay. You, don't, you now no longer have to get these enterprise uh, price solutions. You can do it on an on a, uh, uh, OPEX model basis, so you can grow and contract as your uh, workforce grows. That's pretty awesome. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm blown away by this. <laughs> I really am. What do you have to have physically on the production end? Equipment, mm -hmm. can you tell us what you need for that? Sure, It's sure. just an internet connection, right? Right. Bebop, uh, the, the basis of Bebop is based on technology from Teradici. Teradici has, has had a product called PC over IP for years. And we use that protocol, which is homeland security grade military encryption. Uh, it's passed several uh, MPAA audits, uh, excuse me, audits, so the studios don't have to worry about it. Um, the, the way to connect is either using your computer, using what we call a thin client or a software client, or if you don't want to use a computer, you can buy a $300 box, right? It just looks like an iPhone, it's not that much bigger, and all it does is take in an Ethernet connection and then have HDMI feeds on the back, and it becomes a dumb terminal. Right, so any other old fogies in the audience, you know, who remember the whole uh, uh, 70s uh, computing methodology uh, with a dumb terminal and a supercomputer, it's kind of like that. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Now, you only have to have an internet connection speed up to 20, right, to make it this work? It starts at 20 megabits. Okay, so that uh, would be the minimum. That would 20. be the minimum. Uh, the average speed in the United States uh, is about 70 megabits a second. So on a home connection, you should have no problem getting one screen, even two screens, uh, to view it in real time with almost zero latency, and then upload uh, as well. So it's there, and when you're looking at highly industrialized cities like New York and Los Angeles, where there's a lot of talent, uh, the normal average internet connection speeds are even higher. So, it, yeah. so it's great for being able to edit remotely and not have to worry about dropouts or hiccups. Okay, so you have to get your media up to Bebop. Yes. Once it's there, you're on those awesome military-grade servers that work like crazy. What about security? Are there backups? Uh, can you talk about that? Sure, of course. Uh, when the media gets uploaded, um, it goes through uh, the, the PC over IP uh, model that we're using. Everything's encrypted. Uh, when the media lands on the cloud, Bebop actually has uh, relationships with storage manufacturers inside the data centers. Another question I get asked quite a bit is, how are you editing off Glacier? How are you editing off S3? That's slow. 
And you know what? You're right. It's great for metadata. It's great for redundancy, but it's not great to edit off of. So we have relationships with data, uh, uh, with uh, storage manufacturers. So we offload that media to fast storage. And that fast storage is completely DMZ'd. It's completely cut off from the outside world, aside from the port that we can get into, so no-nos can get to it. We also do uh, uh, snapshotting. So if something were to happen, we have a snapshot to bring that media back. Oh, that's we also awesome. have workflows to, to mirror your media in different data centers around the world. So if you want to have another backup, uh, many of our clients already have Amazon accounts or Microsoft buckets, we can do that. Or blobs, I'm sorry, Microsoft blobs. We can do that migration as well for backup. So you also have locally two-factor authentication at least to get in, right? We do, okay. uh, and that's turned on uh, at the request. But uh, you ask about security. Uh, we offer two-factor authentication at every step of the way. Uh, what we also offer is that we blacklist all websites, so when you go to the VM, you can't get to any websites unless you've told us that you need access. We also disable all downloading, so no one can download oh, any clips that's unless good. they're given permission. Also, uh, the PC over IP protocol isn't transferring a video stream. It's only a change in certain pixels. So even if someone were to intercept it, they wouldn't be able to decode it. Oh, that's amazing. Talk to me about uh, collaboration, because that's really important, and the, yes. the whole review process. So two steps, collaboration, mm -hmm. and then the review and approval process. I, I like me poly polysyllabic words. Right? And so there's the concept of synchronous versus asynchronous. Right? Synchronous is when you have the producer with the coffee breath that is behind you as an editor. <laughs> Excuse me. And wants to touch your screen and grab the mouse and you know, you're raging inside. Um, but that still <laughs> requires someone to be in the room with you. Yeah. Uh, if we look at a common thing in LA, which is the director or producer maybe in Santa Monica and uh, an editor is in LA, they're not going to make that drive. Or worse yet, the producer is overseas, right? How do we get this real-time review and approve? Or and I have editors in Australia and Germany, and I'm in San Diego now. So what are you going to do, hop on a plane? Yeah, so <laughs> you know why I love this so much. And this makes perfect sense. What, what Bebop has is what we call OTS, or over the shoulder, oddly enough. And what it allows is a second user to log on to Bebop and see your exact screen. However, they can't do anything. They can just watch. It's like they're watching a TV show. A boring TV show, but they're watching yeah. a TV show. Right, that's And true. we also have audio built in. So when someone is playing a clip, someone on the other end can say, uh, back that up two frames. I need you to trim the head on this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it becomes a real-time, interactive, uh, uh, collaborative environment. We also, uh, since we run native Premiere and, and whatnot, we can in install extensions. A popular extension is to Frame.io. So for folks who want to work in an asynchronous fashion, meaning maybe someone is in Australia and they're not up when I'm going to bed. So now you can use, exactly, now you can use those extensions to push to Frame.io or any other asynchronous review and approve, and uh, someone can then log in, see the media, make notes, et cetera. So we've kind of got both sides tackled. Okay, I have to ask, this has been in development for a long time. Who Do you know who thought about this and how long it took them to get to this point? Because this really is a dream come true. It, it is. This is the tip of the arrow, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, Bebop's been too. around in its current incarnation for about four years. Okay. Um, I, I need to speak in some broad terms here, but um, a certain studio um, uh, had a hack several years ago. And, oh, I and think what I was that hacked mm -hmm. was on-prem. It wasn't cloud. You know who built cloud? That, that portion? 
uh, the CTO of Bebop was involved in that building. Okay. So the concept was, well, if we're already offloading everything, what about offloading editing? And we had a proto and uh, Bebop had a prototype within a few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. And here we are. And That's now awesome. we just partnered, as I, as you uh, as we said earlier, partnered with Avid. So now this little startup that could is now involved with the the juggernaut in the you know uh, Hollywood TV industry, uh, and we're just so excited for it. So was your phone blowing up today, <laughs> I or was, yesterday? I guess I was, it was. monitoring the ACA announcements uh, when Jeff Rosica was on stage, and my Twitter feed started blowing up. I was getting direct messages: "Hey, can I get a demo?" Uh, I, w I was getting uh, texts on my phone saying, "How did you keep this a secret? Why didn't you tell us?" Um, so I think I think even more than the avid announcement is the fact that. Uh, you're never going to please everyone when it comes to NLEs, right? There's still the NLE wars. Of course not. And the fact that Bebop can offer Avid for the folks who want to cut on Avid. We can offer any Adobe application. We can also offer Autodesk and even Resolve. We have a majority of the tools that you're using. And so it no longer becomes, well, I don't like that tool. It's what tool do you want? And I love to have that flexibility. Michael, I'm so happy for you. Can you tell how I excited really I am. am. I, it's, I'm it's, excited oh. too. You're a friend, and I love to see my friends happy. Oh, thank and you. And you're you're such a. Over the years, I've gotten to know you as a technologist, but also a very creative person. So you've got both worlds here. I try. You know, <laughs> and I think it must be fun to be running on a clear path towards something in the future that's going to be unbelievable for all of us. I I know? agree with the majority of that. The, the one point that, that is tough is, uh, you say, a clear path. This is uncharted territory. Yeah, I think uh, this, that's what I meant. This it's is like a, wide open. Where do you go? It is. Yeah. It is. And, and, and pardon the expression, but it's, it's fantastic to be the, the, the attractive one at the dance, right? You know, yeah. people want to dance with you now. Yeah. And I love the fact that I can go up and there's uh, some brand recognition in the industry. And there's not really, an, and, and I'm not saying this from a, a sales perspective, there really isn't anyone else doing this. No, I don't right? think so. Avid tried no. to do it on their own and decided, you know, we're going to partner with someone. Adobe attempted it with Adobe Anywhere, and they kind of backed down from that a little bit. So it's, it's fantastic to have this technology that not many people are utilizing. Wow. So... I have to ask you about sure. my favorite show on the internet, Five Things. Five Things, yes. <laughs> Talk to me about Five Things. Five Things. You started that, what, how many years ago now? It seems like it was yesterday. Late 2014. Wow, and no. Yeah, yeah. The, the concept behind uh, uh, Five Things was, um, believe it or not, in our industry, we focus on media, but marketing videos that come out by uh, technology companies or industry usually are, are either uh, uh, poor quality or they're so marketing-based, they're all sizzled. There's no right. steak. And you know, that drives me crazy when I read marketing speak. And I'm going, please just speak normal. Tell us exactly what you're talking about. Don't talk to me in superlatives. Explain it. Go under the hood. And that's what you do. I love that. That's one reason you almost want to move to the UK, right? Their marketing yeah. laws are so much more oh, on really? point. Really? Whereas here you can get away with so much. But, but, but uh, uh, truth in advertising is taken to the nth degree in the UK, which I love. 
<clears throat> but I started the series because not only did I want to uh, share the, the steak, not just the sizzle, but also as a consumer, I kind of want you to be informed, right? You're going to read all these superlatives, but you know what? Does it actually work? And do What's I the real believe price when point? I read it? Exactly. I don't believe it anyway. So Five Things was a way for me to uh, go back to my creative roots, meld it with current technology, but also try and be a, 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 a mouthpiece for the tech side of the industry so folks know what they're getting into. Uh, we're on season three right now. We've had some uh, uh, starts and stops, um, but it's a labor of love, and uh, I'm hoping to do more after NAB this year. I'm so proud of you. Now, Thank tell you. us where we can go to learn more about Bebop. Beboptechnology.com is okay. the best way to go about doing this. Or, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter, and I can answer any questions, and that's at Michael Thomas. And tell us where to go to find five things. Five things. Uh, FiveThingsSeries.com. And if you can remember how my name is spelled, MichaelComas.com. And that's... Michael, K-A-M-M-E-S dot com. Right? Brilliant. Did I get that right? You got I got it that right. right. <laughs> On the first try. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. And congratulations. I wish you all the best. This is Serena Catania. We're talking with Michael Thomas of Bebop Technology.